0: Hi, everybody. I hope you like the show. Hi, Uncle Buddy. I love the show. Good job.
1: Say bye. bye. Bye.
0: They called him the Hammer. That was his nickname. He used to, you know, he used to put a lot of seats, people in the seats, apparently, because as soon as they dropped the puck, he'd just grab somebody and start feeding them, you know. And he was drunk on the ice a lot, is the stories I hear. You know, he'd put a 40 down before the game. They'd go out, drop the puck, and he'd just go toe-to-toe with somebody and apparently he wasn't a very good fighter. He got beat a lot but the crowd used to love it. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized
2: Dominic Kaschuk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaschuk. My life in hockey has been
3: Now I'll
0: tell you something about this guy.
3: This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to episode 22 of Two Goalies One Mike. I am excited to join our guest today, but before we get to that... I'm Johnny Cullen, always joined by my good friend and, let's be honest, folks, the star of the show, Dwayne Steinel. Dwayne, how the hell are you, brother?
2: Doing great, Cully. Got a lot of sun today. Hung out with some of the boys from Trainwreck. Talked a lot of shop. The NHL is back. Uh, you know, the return to play. We have some dates set, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, We'll talk about that later on. Um, but for sure, man, it's, uh, it's definitely, a, it's definitely been a good day from the hockey I'm side really, of things, really but, um, I'm excited for the guests that we have on, uh, me and Herb have been corresponding at back and forth a few weeks, uh, past couple weeks we have on none other.
0: Whoa, whoa, than-
1: whoa, 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 whoa. I, th- I thought, wow, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I had this whole beautiful intro lined up for her, and you're about to steal my thunder. All right. Take it. Take it No, I mean, hey. I mean, hey. All right. All right, Dwayne. But you know what? I'll kick it to you. Give me a second. The native of China Grove, North Carolina. A standout not only at Clarkson, but also at Plattsburgh before moving on to the pro ranks. Signed by the Buttes. And two prior to the 2016 season, Dwayne, you have one more thing to add to that?
2: Um, I mean, I want to steer Thunder, so
1: well, she um, holds two records, she had 54 shutouts, and is the only player to try to take her skate off and try to stab somebody. But no, that's happy, Gilmore. I'm just kidding. Without further ado, uh. Kelsey Newman, um, it is so, so awesome for us to have you on. Um, I love that me and Dwayne already got some hostility going. Uh, But Kelsey, you are an ambassador to the game. You have have been such an integral part of the Buttes since their conception. And you've been such a positive role models for for girls across the hockey uh, community and especially my two daughters. So I can't thank you enough for what you've done. Uh pleasure to have you on. This is a big gift for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelsey Newman. Kelsey, how you doing?
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: Are you sure you're excited, Kelsey? Are you positive?
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I'm positive.
1: Dwayne's just we trying won. to stir the pot because I we, thought we had it worked out where, you know, we're going to go back and forth on the intro. But you know what, Dwayne, if I fucked up, I'm sorry.
2: Listen, l- listen, I mean... We won't get into details, but I think the uh, the, the pre the pre show conversation, you know, which we don't need to bring up, was uh, quite. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll just say we'll just say this. Uh, Cully doesn't want to bring it up. Cully definitely does not want to shed light on the uh, the pre show conversations.
1: But uh, us goalies, we, we we right? got to stay together. We got to stay together. So right now we got another episode that's three goalies, one Mike. Maybe two and a half, if you count Dwayne as the schmelt he is. Oh, wow! Uh, shots fired. I know shots fired, Dwayne. You know I love you. I'm just kidding. All I know is that right now you and Kelsey are both better than me.
2: I mean, I mean that's not that's not you know far out far out there statement to say. So, um, but let's get some pucks in deep here. Let's get right into
1: it. Uh, I had one I, first, if if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, go right ahead, buddy.
1: Um. So. I, we always love to start out with, with with how everything came to be. so you grew up uh, just outside of North Carolina
3: Yeah, I grew up actually all over the us few different states and mm-hmm. different
1: cities. Military family, your parents just move a lot for work.
3: Hockey family
1: love it, love it so um, for
3: my brother and I
1: So tell us a little bit about your brother. Are you older or younger?
3: I'm younger. He's two years older. He's now in the military and stationed out in Alaska. And he became an officer a few months ago. Well, Hey, or a captain. sorry, captain in the military.
1: First of all, I have a tremendous amount of respect for, for, for not only those serving, but the families, because, uh, you could probably attest to this Kelsey. It's not just the, the, you know, the soldier serving it's, it's, it's a family affair. Right. right. And, um, tip of the cap to your brother. I mean it. And, uh, you know, we're we're still in the works of getting the two goalies, one mic merch up there. Between safe to say, we were no we know where we're sending the first package to.
2: Oh, absolutely, buddy! I can't wait to get uh, some merch going. Uh, I know we've already talked about it with the boys from Trainwreck. Uh, you know, trying to get some, get some packages put together. So I'm excited. You know, we're not announcing any type of release, but that is in the works.
1: Um, so Kelsey, I know that must have been tough. Um, because like we talk about it. It's not only tough making friends but in new towns, but hockey, the political nightmare that it is for minor hockey and having to change towns for that, me and Dwayne talked about it. Just staying in the same town can be a nightmare, but to have to acclimate yourself to the, the who's who to know and, and all that bullshit that goes with it, that must have made you, you know, props to you for getting through it because that must have made you so mentally tough. Can you shred some, uh, you know, some light into what that was like? Because I've seen you play, and, uh, you know, we played an FHL game together. You remember that? Did we? Oh, get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. Bobby, Betty Big Wheel over here. Get out of here. I
3: only got
0: to
1: play in a few of the FHL games. Well, it's safe to say why. Well, I understand why you'd forget this one, because, I mean, I might have won both, but not a big deal, but whatever. No, you played out, unreal. You played out. unreal. You were playing on the last place team. I was playing on the first but, place uh, team. Gergson. We should have shellacked you, because remember, I was with Patty Polino, Frankie Cephalou, um, oh, yeah. and uh, who else was with Carson Gusevich, Hobie Baker finalist, um, Dylan McLaughlin from Canisius, remember him? So we were studs and nothing against your team. Good guys, but a lot of older guys. Uh, it's funny because we played you guys with their normal goalie who was supposed to be real good three weeks before. We beat him 20 to 2 and like 15 to 3. And the games against Kelsey were both two goal games. You, you, actually, st- you stood on your head. No, you stood on your fucking head. It was awesome.
3: Well, because I got to, like, sub for the FHL, I actually got to play in one of their, like, playoff games. The game that, like, Middlestat and Darlene played in, I got to play against them. So, definitely had some fun with the FHL games.
1: No, Uh, I just remember, Dwayne, really quick, she battled. uh, She made this left-to-right save that was phenomenal. Um, And, hey, Kels, do you remember in the FHL, there's no defense, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you'll get a 1-on-0, 2-on-0, Right. And oh, yeah. as soon as you're letting a goal, you hardly have any time to recover. You get another one coming down. Um, yeah. I just remember we scored early right off the hop. And, and hey, no matter what, you always have empathy towards the other goalie, towards the end of the rink, even if that goalie had big leagued you prior to that game. No, but you stepped back and you made a couple of huge saves because that game could have gotten ugly. And I had a tremendous amount of respect for you. Because uh, your Thank team you. had started to give up, and you didn't. Um, now, I still wanted to get the win, so I had to play well, too. But, um, no, you you turned a lot of heads that night. You gained a ton of respect in my book. Um, Thank you. And that was just a fun game for me to see, like, hey, you know the Dave Chappelle uh, Prince basketball skit?
2: Oh, yeah, we all remember that. Yeah. And hey, you remember that, Kelsey? Yeah.
1: And I remember at the end of it, I'm like, man, never judge a book by its cover. You know, this cack of ball. And that's how but, I felt about Kelsey. No, but that was that was something for me to remember about you. So, well, um, it's
3: funny, though, that you, like, bring that up. Because I remember when I went out for my first warm-ups, like, with that team. Because I subbed for that team a few times. And Gergesen was, like, the second. I was first on the ice. Gergesen was second. And I think his first shot at me, he just kind of did, like, a little bit of a harder saucer pass at me. And I was like, um, why are you just floating the puck at me? And then he finally like saw other guys taking harder shots, and he was like, "Oh, I can actually shoot
1: it." It's, it's isn't not just that, girl. isn't that, isn't that a piss off though when they think that they don't, they can't shoot it? It's like, "Fuck you, buddy!" Yeah, try to shoot on me, see if you can score.
3: I usually just shoot the fuck back
1: at him. I love it. She's now my new favorite girl goalie, besides Shannon Sabatos. Do you know Shannon? I don't know Shannon. So hey, Dwayne, I don't know if I ever told you this story. It's a little off topic, but um. During her run-up to the, uh, I was still playing in the OHL, so I thought I was way better than I was. And I'll be the first one to say that I had this hyper-inflated image of self-worth, and it was such a loser. Dwayne, is that refreshing for you to hear?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, Kelsey, one thing you need about this show is we always always hear a story about his days in the OHL. It's it's unavoidable. (laughs) It's absolutely unavoidable. so.
1: So. Uh, So I tweeted her. I was playing for Windsor at the time, um, and she had said something like uh, something, something, something about uh, the Olympics. I'm like, hey, Shannon, big fan. We should make – she made a Rocky reference, and I said, well, we both know that Ivan Drago was because, you know, like them putting together two Russian super athletes, goalie babies, question mark, question mark. And she responded back to me, ended up following me, And I thought we had a future because her curls, oh, she's gorgeous. Her post, her post. She lives with her boyfriend in Ohio now, so. Well, hey, hear me out. Her post play is incredible. I love the way she has calm feet coming, you know, across, cross crease. And just her ability to track pucks through traffic. Just a lot of things I look for in a woman. No, but um, I'm a big fan of her. You got to play with her for a year. Uh, be- no, I didn't play that year. Okay. But so, Dwayne, before we get into everything else, can you tell me a bit, a little bit about your minor hockey career?
3: Um, me? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Before um, I went off to prep school, I played with the Madison Capitals AAA team, boys team, and Amanda Kessel was the other girl on my team. And then... The way that we got to Wisconsin was we played, my brother and I played AAA in Michigan first and my team was the last place team Uh, and we always played against the Capitals and I guess the coaches liked what they saw so we moved to Wisconsin and I played there and then went to prep school and then from prep school I went to Clarkson followed by Plattsburgh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um after minor obviously after minor hockey you played for the Madison uh, Capitals. Uh then you had some, uh, you know a three year stint there with the uh North America was it North American uh Hockey, hockey Academy, Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh you did three stints there. Um, you know, just give the detail with that because you know a lot of our listeners probably aren't very familiar with that. So, you know, I know uh, you know, the uh you know Kali played for the uh, N T D P. Uh, program, like, you know, in, you know, in, in, in uh, correlation, not correlation with that, but, you know, is that kind of like a similar, uh, you know, a similar type of program development-wise?
3: Uh, is that, you know, where they... Yeah. So, the North American Hockey Academy, it used to be in Stowe, Vermont. They actually okay. just moved this last year to Massachusetts, and I want to say that they're, like, right in the Boston area now, but... Yeah, you basically, when I was there, they had what was called the full year program. So I could go from right after Labor Day until like the end of April, beginning like first week of May, and that was my schooling, or the majority of the girls went just for the hockey season. There was two hockey teams, so 40 girls were all in the house together. Well, it was an old ski lodge in uh, Vermont, but... Yeah, 40 girls, two hockey teams, one-on-one teaching. I mean, the most that we had in a class was, like, seven. And I think that was my senior year when they thought we were all going to take AP English. Uh, But, yeah, you went to school during the day, then you skated in the afternoon, and then every basically every Friday through Sunday, you were away for a tournament. We played an 80-plus game schedule. So what exactly did you
2: take from that? You know that that's an interesting experience. You know, in a ski lodge, you you guys kind of like all room. How how big was the ski lodge? Like, were you guys all (laughs) all like it was an old it
3: was like an old hotel? So it was like two people to a room, except unless you're in one of the two big rooms at the end, then it was like four people in those rooms, just because like they were like these huge suites. But we had always had two female coaches, one for each team that lived, there was like a little like upstairs area that was like a apartment, I guess. And that's where like the two female coaches lived. So there was always two adults on site at all times. They brought in a chef for us to cook meals and like we had access to the kitchen if we wanted to cook ourselves and things like that. And then um, we had like a tennis court, we had a pool, we had a volleyball area, we had a huge. Like yard, so like we could do workouts and stuff at any time. Uh, a, there's a gym up the road that we typically use Then our school was in a. That sounds so bad. Uh, it was in like a trailer that they had out back, and the walls basically for like the classrooms were just cubicles. So you would be sitting there with your teacher, and like say I I wanted to take sign language, and they didn't have anyone that did sign language, but. They found someone willing to teach it. So her and I basically learned sign language together, and then I also took Italian. They found a little old Italian man in Stowe, Vermont, that was willing to teach us. Pardon
1: my pobre Italiano. That's all I know.
3: I mean, it was a really, really cool experience and a very unique experience, and from my understanding, some of it's changed, obviously, since I was there, but... It was definitely a situation where they treated you like more like a college athlete than you would get at a regular high school. So if you put into you had to put into it what you wanted to get out of it.
1: Now, were you guys in Lake Placid?
3: No, we were in Stowe, Vermont. Where's that? Vermont.
1: Okay. Beautiful country <laughs> up there. Hey, Dwayne, kick rocks, okay? <laughs> so, quick, I feel like about- I left for 30 seconds and you guys conspired against me.
2: No, we did not, no. Quick story, because uh, I, I rarely get to tell a story from my playing career on this show. Uh, you know, I played two years of junior college, and we had a we had a game up in uh, Lake Placid. I remember we got in late, and we stayed at like a ski lodge type of like, yeah hell. It was like two stories, you know. Um, and it just so happened that there was a like a, a senior skiing trip or snowboarding trip from Long Island there the same time we got in late we're in the lobby yeah. and it just so happened there was a group of yeah. girls from the uh from the class trip down the lobby with us and like we're a bunch of 18 year old 19 year old boys you know, a- girl, a- you know a.k.a degenerates on. a.k.a, A-K-A and,
1: degenerates
2: yeah absolutely degenerates and you know uh we see- we, this is this is this isn't a good a story that sheds a good light on me, but we uh, <laughs> we, we lock uh, me, me me uh two of my defense we lock eyes with these girls lock eyes these girls a couple times and they come up to us and talk to us which is you know like, like whoa like, they they came up, they approached us it's crazy and you know they end up we exchanged phone numbers and later that night we me and two two of my defense and we conspired to sneak out of our rooms and go party with them well. Little benedicts to us, like we didn't think this was going to be like an all night thing. Cause we had to be in our rooms at ten o'clock, lights out at ten o'clock. Our team trainer was, you know, would check in on us, um, and you know, we snuck out and we. It was like maybe on the other side of the, the, the ski lodge or whatever, we sneak in the room. And I will tell you this, like, and I'm not a heavy drinker, I'm really not. Um, we stayed up all night with these with these with these kids, and they definitely drank us under the table, thousand percent. I wake up, you know, I do not actually, she was like, I didn't wake up, I didn't even go to bed, and I'm supposed to start the next day, like, this is, this is, I would say, I was hesitant to even go out, and our coach looks, looks at me, like, we're in the locker, looks in the eyes, he sees my eyes, I'm just like, he's like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, he goes, sure, sure? focused. I'm like, oh yeah, definitely, and he goes, looks at me, he looks at Bean. Our, our trader goes, Was Steinau in his room at uh, Lights Out? He goes, Yep.
0: Oh, of course
1: he was. Oh, his he was. He looked, yeah, I can vouch on looked, that.
2: Looks <laughs> looks, back at me, looks at Bean, looks at our other goalie. Plumbo's like, Plumbo, you started starting. <laughs> I'm like, by a good choice, because that would have been bad. Hey, <laughs>
1: like, that's a, good teammate. Yeah, that's a was, good teammate. That's
2: oh. a good teammate. I mean, I, I'm not proud of that. You know, it was a fun story. We had a great time that night. You know, we made friends, but like, Definitely not, you know, not a responsible move on my part. Um, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, you were young. Damn, yeah, you yeah, Just go with what you were young. It <laughs> happens.
0: Hey. It was just
2: funny because it's the back and forth, like his eye contact to me over there, me over there. Oh. Palombo, you're starting.
1: Hey, can I make <laughs> one? Hilarious. Can I make one comment? All right. One of my sure. favorite starts to the episode so far because Kelsey brings this awesome dynamic. So hey, thanks again for joining. Um, of course. And uh, Dwayne, it's pretty safe to say that we have a future reoccurring guest here. Oh,
2: yes, I definitely so? Come back. For sure, for sure. So I mean, ke- he he, want, he only wants you to come back because he's a, he's going to keep trying to run game on you. That's what's
1: going to happen. here. Hey, what <laughs> game? What what game is the question? Yeah. Okay. Uh but I've seen better wheels on a canoe than myself, okay? (laughs) So let's just let's just let that digest. Um no. One thing I've been impressed with with Miss Newman is her gear wear. Now, I am a gear fanatic. Sick gear, gear, dude. She is top notch gear hall of fame. Now, Kelsey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Um uh google uh john colin spitfires dwayne chirps my gear all the time tell me what you think of my setup
3: hey wait what am i googling
1: dwayne hates this john colin windsor spitfires dwayne i will say though your new all black setup took me six to midnight yeah man I'm hey excited. did you find that did you find the trapper I uh, have the trap, I just need the blocker. Dwayne, we never we talked about this early on. We haven't done our gear Is show. Yes, yes. What do you think?
3: Um, are
1: those Bowers or? Yeah, custom Bowers. I was the first one to get Bower to do the vintage graphic. Okay. Did you deal Might with? Hey, ready? did you deal with Todd Brown at all? He's the pro rep for Bower for uh, this area.
3: Yeah, I'm buddy with Brown. I'm buddies with. Isn't Brown. he
1: awesome? Hey, so I got got the coaches, his daughter's a goalie. Did you know that? Yeah,
3: I coached her at corn camp. I'm good friends with
1: them now. No, I coached, I coached her at Vanderklok's camp because you know how Benny, so when Mitch was Nashville's goalie coach, Benny was his assistant. So he'd do Milwaukee, their AHL team, right? Mm -hmm. Benny Vanderklok was my goalie coach for the Ice Dogs. But when Mitch left Nashville, Benny got the head job there. Yeah. So it's small world, isn't it? So hey, when we do our goalie gear episode, are you in? Sure. Uh, now hey, one out of ten rate rate that gear. Okay, wait.
3: Well, so first of all,
1: okay. Dwayne, you know what, Dwayne, you know which pads I'm talking about, right?
2: Yeah, the uh, the I'm dark, at dark navy, blue, red, and white.
3: Okay. Right? Okay, sure. wait here. Well, it's, it's, got, it's, all, you got a bond blocker.
1: No, no, no. Okay, so that's weird. I was using Jack Campbell's blocker that day because mine hadn't gotten in yet. No, that's not it. Those aren't my – that's just not my blocker, not my helmet. The first one you had was better.
3: Yeah, but you couldn't, like, see the whole setup.
1: I know, There's but there's better ones.
2: He just wants you to swipe right so bad, Kelsey. <laughs>
1: That, that's so. I, hey, I, 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 know, I don't
3: know how i'm feeling about the helmet mainly because i can't really make out what's on the helmet
1: all right i'll give you a close-up of the helmet really really quick kind
3: of like those bowers
1: i'll give you a, i'll give you a quick rundown of my helmet it was uh there was bricks in the background that were light blue white okay there was the old school windsor w that, that was one of their first logos and on top here's the cool part of this helmet on top, it was the old, it's a maple leaf, red maple leaf in a circle, and it said Windsor Spitfires. And it was their original logo. And here's the cool part, guys. After I put that on the helmet, Bob Boogner, owner of the club, said, Cully, that is awesome. No joke, three years later, you know how they did the outdoor game at Comerica Park against the Saginaw Spirit? They put that as their jerseys. I'm just saying.
3: It was all you.
1: No, and then on the front, it said Kid Cully uh, 33, and then on the other side, it had uh, the it's, plane.
3: It's not a bad setup. Thank you. Like, it would be better if there was, like, a picture of, like, the whole setup, but it's not not terrible.
1: I like, will, now, um, I was going to say. I don't
3: really know where your glove is going because the puck looks like it's
1: going behind it. No, 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 no. Hey, wait, wait, hold that up. Hold that up to the screen. Hold that up like, to the screen. The puck? That where puck is, puck? is glancing is puck? off of my shoulder going wide. Dwayne, back me up on that. There's no way that puck's going in.
3: I'm not saying it's going in. I was just wondering. Uh, uh, that, that, looks, that looks far top titty to me.
2: I Guys,
1: think. there's no. Hey, hey, wait, wait. Let's not forget that's Josh Anderson. I wasn't saying
3: it was going in. I was just saying that it like. Wait, can we take a peek? looks real low and covering the wrong
1: area. Let's just say this. The puck's already off. Oh my God. Guys, my who, Guys, who's shooting on me? Josh Anderson? Oh my God. This who's shooting on me? Josh Anderson? Is he in the show? Yeah, thought so. Eat two Skittles. Skittles.
2: I mean, she's just, she's critiquing your, oh, I'm fucking I fucking love it.
1: Hey, you know what you would love, Kelsey? I have a picture on Insta of Tyler Toffoli going one tee. Am I supposed to rate this set, too? No, that's when I just got traded. Please don't. Okay. Hey, you know as well as oh, I do, you know number. as well as I do when you get traded and before you get your new set, it's like you feel like a goalie sin just walking.
3: Well, so my first year with the Buttes, I had someone pad wrap my pads. My Reeboks were red and white, not black and blue.
1: Did you know that pad wraps weren't like around when I played in the O? Yeah, there
3: was duct tape.
1: <laughs> Dwayne, can you imagine in minor hockey pad wraps for us?
3: No, oh,
1: that would
3: have been
2: I mean, <laughs> I have honestly though I always had the right equipment. I always But had like the right I equipment.
3: have younger goalies that obviously like they change teams more frequently and they don't instead of like spending the money on pad wrap their parents actually use duct tape. And it looks just as good and it's insane the things that they can do with this duct tape. Like you, you know when <laughs> I had my pads to match like the Hurricanes they use duct tape make the little
1: hurricane logo hey you know what my parents told me if i if i changed teams and it didn't match other to Topoli
3: and jonathan cullen uh as
2: always not paying attention to what's well, i was going gonna on. say why are you standing straight
3: up and?
1: because i'm looking like over up
3: for a one
2: time <laughs> uh,
1: hey hey chouse kouse look okay i'm a little guy i have to stand <laughs> straight up to see over the screen you know what i mean because hey, the golden rule, hey, the golden rule on screens is you do not want to change your feet, right? Yes or no? Okay. So I wasn't gonna move my feet. I'm looking around the screen, cause keep in mind the guy about to make the pass is Sean Monahan. Um, so I'm looking around for the screen, and I I'm, I find it. He he's in the pass is already on the way to the Foley. So I slide head first. And I can smell the burning rubber going <laughs> and go ahead. Best part, to, to, first. Best to part
2: to quote to quote to quote the great Ty B. Uh the first time we talked about this in the show. Uh were you were, were you even looking? <laughs> were we looking?
1: <laughs> well, hey Toffoli uh, didn't have the puck yet, but yeah. The worst part <laughs> is guys, that was the teddy bear toss goal. Or no 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 no,
2: you know, he said he said did
1: you not know he's did you not see him there? No, I knew he was there. That was that was but lot. hey, here's this thing. You Yo, gotta respect the pass. No, no, but here's the thing. If Monahan
3: out, Wait, Dwayne, pull that picture back up. Because hold on, I'm gonna
1: Hey, coaching me hey, is about to come out. Before here, he I'm pulls gonna... that picture oh, up, God. Kelsey. Oh, my before my he God. pulls that picture up, Monahan would do this thing where he'd do a fake slap pass into a pull short side sniz. You know what I'm talking about?
3: Okay, but, like, I get why you're standing straight up, but, like, no part of you is ready for a pass or a shot. And.
1: How do you know that? My weight's on my left your foot. Glove
3: is hanging out by your hip.
1: My, my, yeah, that's you fine. I, I, you're right. I'm not ready to make a, a shave right then and there, but my weight's loaded up on my left foot to push across.
2: <laughs> Tybee, anytime you want to chime in, buddy. I know
1: you're dying. Tybee, get in here. But <laughs> Kelsey, honestly, honestly. I know I that don't I'm going to have
2: anyone to be ready to save a puck in that position. Thank you.
1: Exactly. Hey, wait, Ty B, Ty B. Oh, Ty B.
2: times and the first thing I know is if I can't get down to the ground quick, I'm, I'm fucked.
1: Ty B, Sha- <laughs> Sean, Monahan. I I Sean Monaghan, Sean Monaghan had the puck. So he was known.
2: Yes. So probably it. Either way. yes thank so you. Him make him do something crazy to beat you, not just dish it off to someone for a wide open net one
1: timer. Thank you. All I'm trying to say is listen, if I wasn't looking up and, and, and up Tiffoli and above, if I cheated a little bit to Tofoli, Monahan would have been short side ched mom you on me.
3: Do, okay. I am only five. Well, okay. I'm not going to let myself go there. I'm five, four, five, five on a good day. And I play men's league for fun. And those guys are way taller than me. Do you think I'm standing straight up trying to look over them? No.
1: What do you do You do have then? to get
3: low a little bit. Look
1: around them. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Ready to Have you to see seen class. Dalton Smith's ass? <laughs> <It's> Dalton. <laughs> he must Dalton work Smith. out. No, the guy they parked in front of me was a fighter. His ass was huge, and he would just get all <laughs> up in my business, all right? That's, what,
3: that's when you use the little C uh, cut
1: trip. To did you know mind. I had, like, 32 PIMS that year? I was a little too active with my stick.
3: I didn't
1: say use your stick. I said use your foot. You do a little C Yeah, you know, slew footing was an automatic uh, six-gamer. Ty B, I'm, I'm happy suit, that you chimed in. head,
2: baby, head, shoulder,
1: head, in head, Ty B, I'm happy you chimed in because Tyler Monaghan would do this thing where he, because everybody knew they were going to feed shaman. to Foley. And Monaghan would do this thing where, yeah, I'm going to pass it, and he'd pull through a screen, and i look like a bitch because it went short side elephant tits on me.
2: So give him a tiny little spot to shoot to, and if he hits it, he hits it. Be ready for so you don't give him the easy tap-in goal. Well, not tapping. He he slapped the hell out of that. One. Oh no! Wait, say, wait, like, wait.
1: So you're saying to Foley? Time out. Say Ty
2: he B. He, he unloaded his dick into that box.
1: T- T- B, you're saying that I sh- I should take away to Foley?
2: Well, do something.
1: I was taking away Monahan, <laughs> like, and I gave myself a chance be, on to Foley. Be prepared.
2: Be prepared um, for a for a
1: I butt don't See, so here like here's, here's the worst part, guys. Here's the, the worst part. Run. Here's the worst part. You guys think I, mean, I was it it unprepared for that the picture picture and It's called a butt any drop. The context that you're giving me right now, Johnny, I would
2: have thought the puck was in the other corner on the opposite side of the ice.
1: So it's called a butt drop. When you have backwards momentum, you're able to make a backside push. Okay. And in order yeah. to get that, you either have to C cut violently or you do what's called a butt drop that Mitch Korn teaches. You stand straight up like I was, you drop your butt without moving your feet, you move backwards. I know Kelsey, you know what I'm talking about. You and stand you were so straight far, up
2: were so far out of the net you seen had at least 50% wow. of the net to shoot at.
1: But here's the beauty of this guys. Uh Monahan didn't score. To Foley, as much as I love to say he ripped it went off the post and they buried it on the rebound. Shane Prince picked it up, but um, hey, guys, for the record, that's on uh, that's on YouTube. It was a Sportsnet <laughs> special, no Everyone joke. Go
3: watch it. We can and then so have people send in their critiques.
1: Guys, it's okay. Is there audio
3: audio on that? Because if
2: there is, it's getting clipped and put in here. Ty B,
1: it's (laughs) unbelievable. I I lose my mind at the end of the game because they score in overtime. My helmet comes off, so I lose my mind because I'm diving back into the play. And um, they call it a goal even though I got no bucket on. I go after the ref. This is the this is the famous Peter Murazik calling me a face monkey story. So Mrazek's on Ottawa, all right, and I fucking hate this guy. He'd always say something to me. Every single game okay. he'd be like, oh, oh, oh geez, a face monkey. I'm like, so I finally had a backup goalie, Yaroslav Pavelka, that was Czech. I'm like, yo, Yaro, what the fuck's Mrazek been telling me all this year? He's like, before the game, he's like, Oh yeah, he say you face monkey. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a face monkey? What the fuck? Um Guys, have you ever been called a face monkey? Like, that shit hurts. So, um, safe to say me Morazic had bad blood. That game, it goes 3-3 three to three into overtime. It's on uh, Sportsnet, okay? So, it goes into overtime. It was heated. Um, in overtime, Shane Prince, a Rochester boy, was out there. Like I said, my helmet came off. Guys, hey, asking the goalies here. If your helmet comes off in overtime and the play is... Should it be whistle-dead? Yeah. So, okay, the play, the guy the guy goes uh, to my blocker side. I poke check. He lands on top of me. My helmet's clearly off. Puck goes behind the net. The ref sees it. I yell right away, sir, sir, sir. The, the play's behind the net. I dive face first to my glove post to try to block it. And keep in mind, like I blocked the first one, but they're jamming, 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 all with no Bucky, and I'm continuously saying, "Sir, sir!" They eventually bull rush it in. They call it a goal. The best part of this YouTube video is I absolutely go after the ref. I hey, motherfucking. Oh, here's the wait, wait, absolute best part. He tell us
3: what the would
1: be? So here's the best part. I got fined a thousand dollars for that. After the game, they interviewed me, and I said. Oh, this is a doozy. We're going to put this in the episode, Dwayne. I said, uh, I, uh, you know, I made a play there at the side of the net and, uh, you know, my helmet came off and, uh, you know, I thought this league was safety first. I didn't know it was the 1940s and uh, goalies were supposed to wear without helmets. And that was it. And I get an, uh, a letter from David Branch saying, you've been fined $1,000 and $1,000 well worth it. Um, actually, no, because I needed that money, but <laughs> that's two weeks paycheck. <laughs> Uh, but I just thought it was great. Uh, I- I'll pull up the audio for that. Shoot. Um, you know, it was about four minutes left. I puck came around the net. I made a save there on the side, and then I uh, thought I had it underneath me. The guy came on top of me. My helmet came off. I uh, yelled right away to the ref. Um, I tried to get back into play and go to the net um, without my helmet. But by that time, it was too late. I just, I didn't know that this was 1940s and goalies play without helmets. You know, I thought it was safety first in this league. So it's kind of embarrassing. Perfect. Guys, um, Dwayne, we have to include this because this was like a sports before they acquired the rights, like Rogers acquired the rights to the NHL. They didn't yeah. have any NHL games. This was their big thing, guys. And oh, here's another cool tidbit. And this is before I realized that I wasn't going to the show. This was the summer after I went to the Sabres camp, right? I hadn't talked to anybody from the organization at all. I get a call from Jim Corsi. You guys remember Jim Corsi, the Sabres goalie coach? I do. So he calls me. He's like, hey, Cully, we're on a layover here um, in Dallas. We're going to be watching you and Cassian tonight because you know how the NHL network sometimes airs the the CHL games? Yep. So they're like, we're going to be watching Cassian and you tonight. I'm like, Oh shit! You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but like you're nervous, right? So oh, I yeah. play. I play a pretty good game until I absolutely lose my fucking marbles at the end of the game, and I'm like, well, at least they show I showed some passion.
0: This is the big line for the 67. Prince Stafoly, Wantingham to the corner. Prince to Tchaikovsky His shot side of the net. Devlin. All he can handle with Monahan. John Monahan. Comes right back in. Lively Black Force. Kept in by Tchaikovsky. In shot, deflected by Monahan. What a save by Cullen. Still loose. And Prince ties the game for the Ottawa 67. Penny Mare toss here in Ottawa. Got shot, stopped by Cullen. The rebound sits there. Prince in Prince. Cullen is down. A goal for Ottawa. The referee signals it's in, and the 67s went into overtime, and Cullen going after the referee. Oh, he is going nuts. A call would be made, and Cullen went berserk through his mask off, and right away— Windsor has not left their bench. To review this, the call on the ice was a goal. So it will have to be conclusive. Great ability here to listen in and what the video goal judge is saying and what referee Ryan Carroll is saying. I'm going inconclusive. Inconclusive, my call on the ice stands. We've got a good goal. Okay. Thanks, JJ. Oh, there it is, and you can hear the crowd react. Ottawa took a while for the official celebration, but the 67s battled back from a 3-1 deficit to win it 4-3 in overtime. And Cullen, he's not done yet. He's having a discussion, or wanted to, with one of the referees. The linesman intercepted him. Now he's got some words for Ottawa. He is one fiery player they're playing. What a comeback for the Ottawa 67s.
1: But hey, last thing, I have a vendetta against Murazic. Who the fuck calls somebody a face monkey?
2: Or back on the face monkey
3: thing?
1: Yes, I I haven't let it go. This happened it, 12 years ago. It was
3: just like a bad translation. No, no, no it came it. from a
1: Czech guy. He said it meant face monkey.
3: Well, maybe that's an insult
1: there. I don't know. It hurts. I hurts. Chal- Callus, okay, it hurts, Calis. It hurts.
3: Well, Mrazik.
1: Well, hey, well, if I call go. you a face monkey, how are you gonna feel?
3: I'd probably just laugh at you. Well, fuck. Holy, You're... I found, I found
1: it. Yes, fire it up, please. <laughs> I mean,
3: if being called a face monkey is the worst thing that. No, did you I find the called. interview? No. Did you find the interview? Or I the... don't know what the boys that I used to play against like why they weren't calling me that, but that's like a big insult.
1: Ty,
2: what you... the worst, uh, worst thing I was ever said to me on the ice was. Uh, with my long hair, I uh, told me to uh, get a haircut uh, or cut your ponytail or whatever it was. And then I re- politely responded, well, your mother loves pulling on my ponytail. And that got...
3: <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think like the worst thing I've ever been called on the ice, and it wasn't even that bad, was like, Bantams, one of the kids called me a bitch on the ice because I slashed him and I said, thank you.
1: Good, yeah. <laughs> like, like he stayed, fucking feel he stayed it.
3: away. Him and I had a love-hate relationship. Like, we were friends off the ice, but on the ice, we definitely
1: were. There it is. Guys, you don't think that the face monkey would have bothered you?
2: No. <laughs> I think we're done with the face
1: monkey. Dude, because that fucking hurt. Are you saying you're Team Razik?
2: I'm not Team Razik. I'm just saying that it's, yeah, Team Bad English.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that you guys are all about this. Well,
2: not, like, I, yeah, I, I feel bad, like attitude, a, but like, time is Yeah, like if you if someone calls you something and you don't even know what it means, how
1: how are you? Thanks, monkey, it? that shit hurts.
2: I've just been like, Oh. Like, okay, like learn English better, buddy. Like, I don't know.
1: Well, like, I don't it, even know you
2: Oh yeah, I just watched the announcers just yell yell over and over how you went berserk. Yes, yes, guys, you, you're, God, you're gonna them. love
1: it. You're gonna love it. Well,
3: like how he went from like raiding his pads, Here asking about my pads, to rating his pads, the face monkey, to whatever is happening right now. Wait, well, yeah, ask the ref. Ask the ref about the helmet situation. Oh no, yeah,
2: they, it was Greg, not the
3: ref. Hi, Greg. When
1: they, oh, when sorry. they, when they, um, in, in the in the video that uh, Ty's gonna post. They they go miked up in 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 the box.
2: So typical rules for USA Hockey: If the goalie's mask is taken off by an offending team's player, the the play should be blown dead immediately. I don't know the rules in the OHL. I'm assuming it's the same. So, Cully, I'm I'm probably on probably, probably going to say you probably are in the right here. Um. Now was there a scoring chance immediately?
1: No, the puck went behind the goal line. <laughs>
3: hmm.
1: Oh my God! i was
3: already in the net when you lost your mask. Wait, yeah,
1: John.
2: When did the when did your helmet come off?
1: Um, it's, I just shoot. sent I
2: sent sw- sent Dwayne the video. What? Yeah, I'm gonna play it right now. What? It's gotta it's gotta be before, before the puck is taken.
1: Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: Oh, hold on. Let me watch the video here. First.
1: <laughs> guys, I get it. There's a little bit of animosity here. Um, <laughs> Dwayne hates me. Kelsey big league to me. It's not a big deal. It's whatever. We're a team here.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we, we definitely went off the rails here. When, like, and, like, this was a the, fun
1: episode, Pat though, guys.
2: This is from Pat Raps to Cully getting, you know, Improperly playing, the to fully, to fully shot. Uh, not guys, I'm
1: defending speed. myself. You brought that from the grave. Kelsey,
2: Kelsey, am I wrong? Or am I right? Head, shoulders, feet to the to the play. I mean,
3: all day, every day. Power push out. I mean, I don't know. that's is my opinion. Maybe not head first diving head first as you claim you did to the shot. Yeah,
2: I mean, guys, sure.
1: I'm like, missing the the joke here. What what is going on?
2: This was, this was entertaining for sure.
1: Um, I had a lot of fun with both of you,
2: but you know, like before we wrap things up here, let's just get, obviously get into, uh, your journey through college hockey. You went from, you know, Clarkson and no, no nine 10 to Plattsburgh right after that. And then you eventually signed a, a practice squad contract with, uh, the Buffalo buttes. Now, uh, just, you know, we want to talk about, uh, you know, a quick transition um, into that jump from, obviously, the, the NCAA Division three level to the pros, which is where you obviously, that's the end game, right? You, you're, you're, you want to get to the pros. Um, right. I'm sure that's what your dream was. That's what your goal was. Uh, you know, just, you know, just to kind of touch on that and what it's been like for the last three years to play for the Buffalo Buttes organization.
3: Yeah, so I mean, when I graduated from Plattsburgh, the league, there was really only the CWHL, and at the time, you needed a recommendation from the coach, so I didn't really think anything of it, and then I had already had my mind set on actually coming to Buffalo for grad school to become a teacher, and so I did that, came to Buffalo, started grad school, and uh, then the league started, and I actually... Got to coach with Shelly Looney, who was, like, my uh, one of my idols as a kid because she was on the uh, 98 Olympic team that won gold. And she was also coaching the Buttes at the time, and I kind of was like, hey, Shelly, like, if you ever need a goalie for practice, I know the Canadians are having a hard time with Visa stuff. Like, just let me know, and I'll I'll come to practice. And so their first year of the league, I got to practice a handful of time with the team and got to know the girls, made some friends, and it was a lot of fun. And that's when I was kind of like, you know – I want to try to actually like make the team the following year. So I went to one of the tryouts and uh, Shelly wasn't coaching anymore. Rick Sealing had took taken over and he came up to me at the tryout and kind of pulled me aside and was like, Hey, I saw you at our practices last year. Like we already have our two goalies signed, but we need to sign a third. Like, would you want to be the third? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like anything I can do to grow the game and whatever it takes. And so that's how I got put on like the practice squad, as you would say. And, that's also where um, I met my best friend, uh, Amanda Levier, who now plays for Minnesota, and I guess we're best friends that are also rivals, but we started our little Mick Lefman stuff with us and Bree, and then the following year, Bree retired, and it was Lev and I, and then they brought in another goalie, and the rest is kind of history from that aspect, but the road to the NWHL definitely, for me, wasn't the same as like a lot of other players in the league, like. Even our even players like now are coming straight from college, whereas I had a few years off from college hockey and was playing with a team from North Carolina as well as like a men's league team, just to keep playing hockey and just to have fun and everything. And I never thought that by doing that I would have the opportunity to play in the NWHL one day, let alone for all the time that I have. So it's been a great experience that I'm definitely going to treasure for the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, and you took the road less traveled kind of, you know, uh, obviously as you took time off, um, you know, and maybe, you know, develop, developed your game a little bit more, and like you said, you grew up playing against with, with men and boys, like, you know, and like, as Kali mentioned earlier, that obviously helped you develop, you know, more mentally strong and ready for the pro level, which you know, props to you, and obviously you know in you know 2016-2017 you were the recipient of the uh, NWHL Foundation Award you know what was it like to receive that obviously and that was obviously that was I believe your first year pro right?
3: Yeah that was the year that I didn't I I only dressed two games that year and that was because both my goalie partners that I loved to death went to bat for me and were like hey we want Kelsey to have the chance to dress and one of them was like our um, last home game of the season. So I was fortunate to get to be dressed for two games. but uh, the foundation award is typically given voted on by the GM of the team and given to the player from each team that represents what the league is about and what growing the game is about. And so to get that award without even I didn't even know that I was going to get that award. and I'm, to be honest, I didn't know that it was an award until until I got the award. <coughs> But to be, to have uh, the GM that year really believe in me and uh, like what, what i was doing outside of the Buttes, just going and coaching with all the different teams, mentoring younger girls. I tried to go to every event that I could, whether it was at a Dunkin' Donuts or a school. I tried to just be at everything that I could, and so I think that's what kind of like led to her picking me for that award, and it's definitely an honor. And I share I share that honor with a lot of other great Buttes and great teammates. So. I'm excited for
2: it. That's awesome. I mean, that's that's absolutely unbelievable, and obviously, uh, we can't can't wait to see what the future holds for you uh, in you know in the uh, NWHL and going forward. You know, and I'm so Colour fucking said,
1: proud of you, man.
2: Thank you. Yeah. So um, we're we're very proud that you're a representative of Buffalo. Um, we're, and, we're
1: we're proud that you're part of our family.
2: Absolutely, you're now Thanks, part of the yeah. two goalies, one Mike family. Um, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait! Do you accept? I
2: I, I, I absolutely love you because you brought the absolute heat when it came to uh, Jonathan Cullen. Um, oh, I
1: fucking love know. that, guys!
2: Yeah, guys, we got the gear down, cool down uh, coming your way soon. Uh, me and Ty B, uh, we shot some uh, introductory uh, tutorial video today in the in the backyard of none other than the degenerate Al train wreck sports um we got that video coming at you hot very soon um pretty much long story short it's a you know a fundraiser a charity event to raise money for civil rights awareness and you know raise money for the cause get us back in our gear during this quarantine and just you know have a good time uh you know with with friends and whoever you decide to challenge and um you know we all know uh obviously more recently uh with keandre miller um you know racism kind of has left a a black eye on the sport and we want to show those uh who have been affected by it that this is a a brotherhood a sisterhood we're one big family and that we have your back so um you know the gear down cool down uh, a good way again to uh bring the boys and the girls together and you know support a good cause so uh, i hope i know i've mentioned to you kelsey i hope we can get you involved um and we have uh, actually a couple other um uh, professionals from the uh, NWHL involved. Uh, Megan Bozek, I believe, is uh, g- going to participate. We got Connor Knapp, friend of the program, who's going to uh, participate, and uh, hopefully Kelsey Newman. We'll see. Thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm be yeah, you were thinking. So,
0: hey. but uh, with, that,
2: with with that being said, uh, Kelsey, again, I uh, I love that uh, you know. Appreciate that you came out with us. I know course, we have yeah. corresponding back and forth, having to. Uh, yes, yes, we see the, uh, the Pittsburgh hockey logo there, Kelly. <laughs> uh, you know, we had the uh, you know corresponding back, we had some scheduling conflicts, but so glad we can finally get you on here. You are our very first female guest, a pro nonetheless. Uh, we really appreciate this. Um, this was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. With that being said, this has been episode 22 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Uh, I am Dwayne Signell for Johnny Cullen and Kelsey Newman.
1: I got one hey. last thing: three oh, okay. goalies, one Mike, one love, one dream. I lost it, but guys, what a show! <laughs> what a show! What a, really what a he show! What a show! No, amazing. but hey, Kals, you knocked it out of the ballpark, and I can't wait Thank to team you. up.
2: Thanks. All right, guys. Again, that was uh, episode twenty-two of Two Goalies, One Mike. Um, you know, be prepared. We're going to have a lot uh, more coming from the gear down, cool down, and uh, coming in at hot, at hot uh, next episode with uh, hopefully uh surprise guest and more on the NHL return to play. So uh, stay safe. Love you all.
1: Peace. This podcast is brought to you by Better Biscuit. Better Biscuit is a hockey training tool designed to help you develop your game. These fiberglass reinforced pucks are developed to handle less than perfect services, enabling hockey players of all ages to practice their skills in their driveway, basement, or schoolyard, honing their skills whenever and wherever possible. It comes in two different styles. The Better Biscuit Sniper helps players develop forehand, backhand, one-touch, saucer, drop passing, and shooting, ideal for perfecting those toe drags, puck control, and stick handling. The other option is the Better Biscuit Passer. The passer will help you develop softer hands and help you become more accurate with your passes and stick handling. will also help you improve your puck possession confidence for any skill level. Be sure to check out Better Biscuit at betterbiscuit.net. For all your hockey training needs. Thanks again for all your support and be sure to check out Better Biscuit. Now back to the show. This podcast is brought to you by Mitt's Barbershop, created and owned by a true friend of the program, Justin Gritzky. Mitt's is a modern day barbershop that provides a cool atmosphere featuring some of the greatest barbershops Buffalo has to offer. Come in, enjoy a free beer play some video games, and get the best haircut in the area. When I asked Justin what sets Mitts apart from the evil chain super-duper cuts that we see at every intersection, his answer says it all. My vision was to create the only true barbershop in Sheiktawaga. When customers walked in, I wanted them to get that feeling they got when they strolled into the barbershops of old, the golden era of what a barbershop meant, not just a place to get your hair cut. So if you're looking for the real deal, come on down to Mitt's to get the real feel of what a true barbershop is and what it's supposed to be. The clear-cut top dog for all your haircutting needs. Look no further than Mitt's Barbershop. And when you mention that two goalies and one Mike sent you in, receive $5 off your haircut that day. Talk about customer service at its finest. Located at 3461 Genesee Street in Chittawaga. It is located right next door to the 33 Speakeasy Bar and Grill. Their phone number is 868-1424. And their hours are Monday, 12 to 6, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. On Saturday, they're open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. and closed on Sundays because why not? Everybody deserves a little Sunday fun day. I want to finish this ad read-off by reading a great testimonial from one of Mitt's loyal customers. Tired of the cookie-cutter salons trying to get your attention? Also tired of those men-focused salons? Then when you leave, you feel like you just visited a Supercuts for Men and the haircut isn't any better? Then Mitt's is the place for you. Great cut, very professional, great atmosphere. A great place for men to get cut and trimmed up. I'm honestly a little sad I'm only visiting Buffalo because I need something like Mitts back home. You heard it here first. Come on down to Mitts for a great cut and an even better experience. We're happy to have them as a sponsor to the show. And we hope you join us in finding out what makes Mitts just so special. Thanks again to Justin and all the hard work him and his staff do. And without further ado, we'll kick it back to two goalies, one Mike.
0: They called him the Hammer. That was his nickname. He used to, you know, he used to put a lot of seats, people in the seats, apparently, because as soon as they dropped the puck, he'd just grab somebody and start feeding them, you know. And he was drunk on the ice a lot is the stories I hear. You know, he put a 40 down before the game. They'd go out, drop the puck, and he'd just... Go toe to toe with somebody and apparently he wasn't a very good fighter. He got beat a lot, but the crowd used to love it.
2: Come on, let's go to the blue hotel. I wanna go at the blue hotel.
0: The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded